0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble With exciting features to make compatibility easier Starting the chat better And dating safer They've changed, so you don't have to Download the new Bumble now
2: This is Tyrese Halliburton And you're listening to
3: Setting the Pace
4: In the pace with Alex and Fauci, Alex and Fauci, Alex and Alex, if I put our jacks in the paint, how you gonna stop me, how you gonna stop me, we can go head to head, call out your top three, call out your top three, look at the switch from Buddy here, now that boy got three, we got Holly Burton running point, this is a Benedict for the shot, if anybody gonna come in the post, then we got Miles Turner for the Nation, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are here with a live NBA draft lottery reaction. Fachi, we are 14 minutes away from finding out where the Pacers pick. How anxious are you? Oh my god,
3: my palms are sweaty. Uh part of me wants to say knees weak, arms are heavy, but I'm gonna save you the MM wrap. But here's the thing: all day I've been thinking about this, and it's not just all day, I think we've been thinking about this for weeks. But the one thing I want to say, there's something feels different about this year. I believe this year.
4: Yeah. It's like last year. I don't know if it was just like we were okay with not jumping up into the top four as much, but this year, like the talent is just there. And I think for everybody we're seeing right here on screen, Victor Wimbanyama is the most prolific draft prospect since LeBron James. I think they're getting a little carried away saying the most ever in sports history, but it's ESPN. What do you expect? They don't care about drama. They just, I mean, they don't care about being factual. They just care about drama. So But we're here to basically just figure out what's going to happen with the Pacers because I think they're in a good spot if they stay at seven or if they move up into the top four. I think the top seven or eight players in this draft, I would be extremely happy with Fachi. My biggest fear is a very unlikely outcome, but that is to fall back to nine or 10. And it it makes me nervous to think about it.
3: It really does. And it would be a tough pill to swallow because we know there's that cutoff after, like, the top three picks. Look, there's Victor, then there's, you know, you got Scoot, you got Brandon Miller, and then there's there's a bit of a drop-off. But there's a a solid drop-off once you get to really pick 8, 9, 10. And, yeah, there is a chance that the Pacers could fall back because we did fall back last year. The Pacers fell from 5th to 6th. That's something that we did not expect, but it's real, Someone Mm -hmm. typically does, it will happen, because the lottery is not a predictable thing. But Alex, here's the one thing we have on our side. There's been good faith with pick seven, Mm -hmm. the number that Jermaine O'Neal made famous in Indiana, all right? Look, here's the thing. We talked about this, and this is is important, is since they leveled out the lottery odds, pick seven has been the lucky pick in Mm -hmm. 2019 pick seven ended up becoming number one to select Zion in 2020 pick seven ended up becoming four select Patrick Williams in 2021 pick seven became four once again to select Scotty Barnes the rookie of the year and then just last year the Kings jumped from seven to four for Keegan Murray I don't know luck might be on our side tonight
4: you never know Fachi I mean I feel like there's been a lot of move-ups in the NBA draft lottery I mean the Chicago Bulls got Derrick Rose and they were at like 12 when they Something were the like ones, that. the team that moved up. You just never know what's going to happen with this. It just takes one combination for your team to be the team that gets lucky. And so the Pacers are doofy. It's been 35 years since they moved up and guess where they were at. They were at number seven. They yep. moved up to number two. Rick Smith's was the draft pick. You know, what's interesting about Rick Smith's seven foot four, What's mm. Victor Wimbenyama been listed at the entire time during this draft process? Seven foot four. Yep. He just measured it at seven foot five and a half, but Even who knows? Better. Yeah, So, but I'm just saying, seven foot four big man going to the Pacers in the draft. I mean, wouldn't come be on, the that first, first time. Wouldn't be the first time. And what do they say about history? It repeats itself. So it's that they do. I'm just saying the Pacers have not moved up in 35 years, Fachi. They're hardly ever in the draft lottery. Whenever they are, they never move. They always stay the same. They fell back last year. Most of the time they fall back. So to me, it's like it's it's time for them to finally get that opportunity to taste a little bit of success. They're a franchise that never throws in the towel. And they're a franchise that always tries to compete for the playoffs. They had to reset a little bit. And they actually had a chance to make the playoffs this year if Tyrese Halliburton doesn't get, doesn't get injured. So let's just hope that the basketball gods are in our favor tonight and shining down upon us saying, hey, you know what? They deserve it.
3: It, but we do, and I, I understand that, of course, we're going to say that. But from everything the Pacers have been through over the years of being a consistently competitive team, never cheating the system, never tanking anything of the sort, it finally feels like there's pieces there right now that if the Pacers were to strike gold, move into the top three or four, this is this is a franchise-changing position for them that – I just feel like this is what it takes to really put the Pacers in that upper echelon. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, they got Giannis at pick 15 instead of jumping into the, the top picks, but he was a player that changed everything for them. I mean, th- that that's, that's what it takes. And I just feel like Victor is that player that can make the Pacers far more relevant than any free agent could be because... This could get us on national television a lot of times more eyes on attract free agents for years to come. You already have Tyrese Halliburton, a star in the making is there, but to add one more star while you already have Benedict Mathurin, Miles Turner, a few other promising players. This feels like the biggest draft lottery that I remember being a part
4: of, to be honest. I I just love this draft class, Fachi. I know that there's so much focus on Victor Wimbanyama. But if they can move up into the top four, they have a chance to land someone that could be a huge pivotal piece of this team moving forward. And we get excited about these big name players, but like even LeBron James, look at the draft class that he was a part of. Oh my God. While he was the number one guy to go get, he wasn't the first guy to win a championship. That was Dwayne Wade. You had Carmelo Anthony in that draft class. You had Chris Bosh in that draft class. You had a ton of guys that really stood out and made a name for themselves. So I think that the Pacers, yes, it might not be... The the opportunity might not be there for them to get the number one overall pick. But like you said, if they can just jump up into the top four, into the top three, they're going to get themselves a player that will help change the the franchise playing next to Benedict Matherin, Tyrese Halliburton, and whatever happens. I thought it was hilarious today, Fachi. I don't know if you saw this, but Sean Devaney, uh, there was a report that went out saying that there's teams on the lookout for Miles Turner and other centers to potentially be available if the Pacers land the number one pick wow. for Wimbenyama. I'm like, man, poor Miles Turner can't even enjoy the Pacers draft lottery without getting his name thrown in the train rumor. Hey, you gotta love Miles. He's been the ultimate sport about it. And
3: look, we've heard that Victor wants to play the four. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's a position that Turner played before. Feels far more comfortable at the five. Hey, I would like to see the two of them together. I mean, that's some, uh, you know, that's some fantasizing right there. But Alex, I I know, I told you offline. I know no one's going to believe it, so I didn't bother even tweeting it out. But I can promise you, I swear on everything. I did one spin today, just one, and the Pacers won. I know no one's going to believe me, but I promise you it happened. And I could never remember that happening. I've (laughs) sat there at times in the past, clicked a bunch of times until we won. I just did one spin today, and that's what happened. And you know what? I think in terms of, yes, we slid back last year, but Alex, we've talked about it. Last year in the mock run, or whatever you want to call it, the mock simulation of the lottery, Pacers jumped up to number two. Yeah. It would would have been amazing, but it didn't count. Well, what about this year? What about the real thing? This time, it's going to count.
4: That would be pretty awesome. I think last year, the Spurs won it in the mock uh, simulation, they jumped (laughs) from nine. (laughs) So that'd be cool if the Spurs win it this year. The Pacers got second, and it just kind of fell in order like it was supposed to last year at the mock one. I mean, obviously, I want Miminyama, but here we go, Vachi. It's getting real now. The representatives Ooh. are coming onto the platform here. Tyrese Halliburton is getting ready to sit down and find his spot. I think he's already sitting down, actually. So uh this is exciting stuff right here. We're gonna find out um who is representing each team, and then they'll go to the reveal of the order. So this is really exciting. I love that the NBA does this, and I was just kind of throwing out some ideas, but it does kind of stink that after the first four, it just goes based on record. I think it would be kind of cool if instead of doing the top 14, they did the top 10 and just did the lottery odds for the straight the top 10 picks altogether. So that way, if you finish 10th, there's a chance you get first, you get fifth, you get sixth, instead of either you know one, two, three, or four, or 10. I think it'd be cool to kind of see a different opportunity where they just do the whole thing as a lottery and just draw the names i completely agree
3: because trying to explain this to my wife was a bit tough she was like i just don't understand why you have no chance at getting picked you know five or six Uh, or you know i'm like babe i didn't make the rules you know and she was like and wait like why are why are the wizards right behind you guys basically the same odds i'm like well babe we tied, we had to you know, flip a coin. And, and then she's like, I don't understand. Like, they're moving up. And I'm like, Look, I didn't come up with the rules. I just go abide. I just go with them. Yeah. And that's what it is. It. But here's the thing it, it makes it fun. I like the fact that they've leveled out the odds because it's not like all year we've known, okay, yeah, well, Detroit, Houston, they're probably going to get the number one pick. Could it happen? Yes, it very well could. But based on the last four years, you've seen that anything could happen tonight.
4: What really stinks, Fauci, is that we didn't lose that last game against the Knicks. It, it, it still eats me up inside. It does. It's kind of frustrating. It's like, whatever, it was a win. It's like, I don't know why we got it. I mean, it's just so dumb to me. Even the OKC win that we got when T.J. McConnell went off like he did in the fourth quarter. Because now we have a, a, a tie of chances, basically, to get in the top four as Washington. And it's like, if anybody's noticed, when you do the simulator on the Tankathon. It feels like Washington jumps us a lot more whenever I see simulations, and it really just makes me sick because we joke around about you with the Wizards, but I'm just saying flat out, if the Washington Wizards, one of the worst franchises in the NBA right now, their fan base is absolutely pathetic. Um, I feel like they've just really fumbled the bag with how they've handled their entire roster. Nobody cares about Washington, D.C. basketball. Nobody. Nobody. You know that better than I do because you live there. I
3: live there. It was awful.
4: They already got John Wall. They've they've jumped up and got Brad Beal. They've jumped up before in the lottery. They don't deserve it. This is the last team that deserves it. Stick them in the back. Keep them at eight or nine. They had three top three picks in John Wall, Bradley
3: Beal, and Otto Porter Jr. and didn't even make it out of the second round. And I'm telling you, when I lived there, no one cared about either of them. People enjoy John Wall for a bit, but it was, it was like – to be able to bring a Victor Wembanyama type player anything of the sort to Indiana, it would be huge. When you talk about how the Pacers were, were down in attendance and, and revenue attached, this is the guy that changes it all. Mm. And I just feel like everything could be coming to the point where, you know, I'm, I was joking around. I looked at my wife. I said, babe, our lives might change. Change tonight people might say oh you're Fachi's wife the podcaster right yeah you know it's like tonight's the kind of night where all of our lives no. could change and that's why I'm here that's why I'm saying you know what I feel like I got a lottery ticket in my hand tonight
4: oh man you're too much I mean come on now your life's gonna change it much because we get women please tell me Anything more I would happen. love to know I would love to know more uh speaking of Nikola Jokic uh we're looking at him on the screen right now. we got about two minutes. I'm just curious really quick because I got asked this question today. I think it was kind of on social media. But is there any player in the NBA that you would trade right now for Victor Wimbenyama? So let's just put it this way. Would you trade Wimbenyama for, let's say, Nikola Jokic?
3: I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Um, because here's the thing. This is There's KP. Definitely... He
4: does not look happy.
3: Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know. But going back to your point, I wouldn't do it because... I guess you could definitely make the argument that Jokic is in the midst of his prime, nearly three straight MVPs. Well, but you know, you put him on the Pacers, you know, you could say, okay, all right, well, you know, he's been around for a couple of years. Maybe he's got, I don't know. 10 you know, good seasons left, not great, but 10 good seasons. Wembenyama, it could, it could be 20 years. It could be. So in a player like that, the European players have not ruffled feathers and, and demanded trades like some of the other players, when you look at like a Giannis or a Jokic, you know, they tend to be, in, you know, you could say Joel Embiid. Those yeah. tend to be players that have been happy with the teams that drafted them, won MVPs there. And, uh, you know, it just feels like that to me feels like, uh, at least at this point, a lower maintenance star compared to some other players.
4: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I, I thought this was a really tough question because it's like, I wouldn't trade Jokic for Wimbenyama. I wouldn't trade Giannis for Wimbenyama. But when it came to like Jason Tatum, It's like, man, that's tough because Jason Tatum's number one a championship, but he's a really good young player. I just think the best way to look at this is looking back at LeBron James. And in the moment, I highly doubt that, you know, a lot of these teams would have given up some of their best players like a Tim Duncan or a Kobe or a Dirk maybe for that. But I think you also have to be uh, understanding that if they knew what LeBron's career was, they probably would have done that in hindsight. So let's go ahead and turn the volume up here as we meet the representatives
1: Allison, who spent a record 15 seasons with the franchise chicago has sent dalen terry who was the 18th pick in last year's interesting NBA outfit draft, there by Dalen Terry. terry dallas is general manager and president of basketball operations nico harrison utah has sent colin sexton who just okay. finished his first season with the jazz and was the eighth pick in the 2018 draft and then representing Washington, is head coach, West, Boo. Here, Indiana, Boo. has sent Tyrese Calibon, who was selected to his well, first NBA All-Star game this season. Looking drippy, Tyrese. Fresh. And representing Orlando's head coach, Jamal Mosley, who was on the podium here last year when the Magic were awarded yeah, the first pick. Yeah, let's not pick. give them the first they pick again. to have similar luck mm-hmm. here tonight. I've had it four we're times early, in my lifetime. Brandon Roy, a three-time NBA Much. All-Star during his tenure. Brandon with Blazers. Roy. And representing Charlotte, Mark Williams, who was the 15th pick in the 2020 okay. Okay. Draft. As for Kinda San random. Antonio, they have yes. sent managing partner Peter J. Holt. Peter Holt Houston has Come on. new head coach Imei Udoka, nah. and finally, representing Detroit is 2004 Ugh, this makes NBA me sick. champion Ben Wallace, Bad vibes. a member of the Pistons front office.
4: Yeah, didn't they win when he was representing All last right, time?
1: Here we go. That uh, is NBA maybe. senior vice president did. Yeah. Leon right, I'm going to turn
4: this down a little bit, so we'll see if uh, I'm just going to go ahead and mute it. Sorry, everybody. We're about to get to the uh, actual live reaction here from, who's it? Mark Titus. Is that the guy that does it? Uh, Is that his name? Because we had Mark Titus on our show a few years ago. So I think (laughs) you might be thinking of someone else. What is his name? I don't know. That's embarrassing. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Mark Mark Tatum. Tatum. (laughs) Mark Titus. What am I saying? I'm an idiot. I was about to say, hey, big step up for him. Thank
2: you, Malika. And good luck, everyone. All right. The 14th pick in the Pelicans, Pelicans, FBA please. Presented by State Farm will be made by the New Orleans. Pelicans.
4: All right, good. No changes. No changes. Okay. So far, so good. Toronto Raptors is what we want to see the next.
2: The pick belongs to.
4: Please be the Raptors. Okay.
2: The Toronto Raptors.
4: The Thunder. This one makes me sick right here. Okay, see.
2: Picking 12th will be.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. Good. 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 So far. Right. We want to see the Magic here, not the Mavericks or the Knicks. We want to see them, the Magic. Okay. The magic. All right.
1: Orlando receives this pick from Chicago due to the Nikola Vucevic trade.
4: So Dale and Terry, that's why you're up there. Pick
1: number ten. Mavericks.
4: Come on, do not jump, Mavericks. Please be the Mavericks.
1: Yes. The Dallas. All right.
4: Everything okay. stayed. the course thus far. Out of the top ten, it would have gone to okay.
3: This is where it, it gets a little bit. We scary. want to see
4: the Jazz right here. We want to see the Jazz. The ninth pick goes to. Uh, makes me sick. I'm so nervous.
2: The okay. Okay. All right. I, I'm getting sweaty over okay, here. Okay, we got top sure,
4: eight. That's on top eight is where I wanted to be at minimum. So.
3: Yep. We pick, we'll be Washington not, uh, Wizards, don't be please. Us. Don't be us. Wizards! Okay. Alright, so far so good. So oh, far yes. so
2: good. We're still so top far, seven. So good.
4: We wanna see the, the Orlando thing. Magic. Don't be us. Don't be us. Don't be no! us No! Uh, no, no. Stay in the course. Yep, so man, this sucks. Uh, not a bad spot.
3: Six, it's disappointing but not crushing.
4: Orlando. Your Orlando
1: magic. So, Everything going to So nothing cars. has changed. <sighs> before we know the teams in the top four.
4: Man, this is crazy. My heart skipped a beat at seven. Charlotte. Come on, Charlotte. No. Nope. Detroit.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. Detroit
4: Big for us. Big. Wow. So this means someone jumped. We went San Antonio. There are
1: remaining. okay.
4: So Portland. Portland's in the top four. All right.
1: And the Portland Trail. Okay.
4: So now we know that Portland's in the top four with Houston, San Antonio, and Charlotte. Man, so we're not gonna get Victor Wimbanyama, but we what? didn't we didn't fall. We didn't fall. We stayed at seven. So. And he's out of the division. So right. uh,
3: uh that's big. I mean, Victor Wimbanyama partnered with Cade and Jaden Ivey. You know, that that could have been big trouble for the Pacers for for years to come.
4: And here's so. another thing, too. Three of the four teams are from the Western Conference. So that yes. does help as well. So we just got to hope Charlotte doesn't win. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing here we want to happen is San Antonio more than likely winning the draft lottery. Yeah, Because we want to make sure that we solidify that 30-second pick to us in the second round. So that's the big thing. You want to make sure that wherever San Antonio falls, they're just above Houston.
3: And Alex, you know how bad I want that 30-second pick. I've been obsessed with it. I need it. So, look, I I can walk away with this draft with us not moving back, but also getting the 30-second pick. Because I want as much ammunition as possible. But I also do feel a little bit better. It helps that the Pistons are not getting Wemby because I do think that instantly makes them one of the scary teams of the future.
4: Right. So they're going to be at five. So we'll see who they end up getting. But I think that's great that they fall out of the top four for the Pacers. I mean, honestly, this was a good scenario that happened. It wasn't the best one, but it wasn't the worst one. Pacers stay at seven. They don't fall back and they don't move up. The Wizards stay behind them. The Pistons fall back. I think honestly, besides moving up into the top 4 Everything kind of worked out the way you probably wanted it to. So no, I'm not like over the moon excited because no. we're at seven still. But at the same time, let's see what KP has up his sleeve. Yep. Let's see if there's any teams that'd be willing to make a deal. We don't know yet. We can talk about that. We got a loss season. We got 37 days until the NBA draft happens. So but
3: who's counting?
4: <laughs> who's counting, Fudge? But I think one thing that is going to be interesting is what players do they take now? Because there's a lot of names on this board that we've looked at several times. And if you look at most mocks, you know, there's a lot of interesting players. Right now on Take-A-Thon, they have Jairus Walker at seven. But, you know, a Sir Thompson, a Min Thompson, those guys could be there. Taylor Hendricks, Cam Whitmore, one of those guys is probably going to be there. So you got to feel good about that. I, I think Anthony Black, there's a good chance he goes in the, in the top seven or eight. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm just curious because we know that a lot of teams ahead of us probably do need wings as well. So that's going to be the hard part.
3: Well, what's also very interesting is, is if the Portland Trailblazers win and they get the number one pick, what decision do they do? Do they look to trade Dame and now get a whole bunch of assets? Now you have Wembenyama, Shaden Sharp, and now you could bring in a ton of assets for Dame. Oh, I don't because I can't see a scenario where they would mm-hmm. want to say, you know what? We're gonna trade the number one pick for a lot and then try and win. I just feel like a, a big shakeup could happen if Portland wins the number one pick.
4: Yeah, I, honestly, I think that Dame would probably want to play with Wimbanyama, knowing Good. Dame, just because it's just like, okay, franchise-changing piece right here to play with me in my final years, maybe like a passing of the torch type thing. I can see that. but Maybe. Wants it, to win, though. It probably would be smart to move off of Dame and just go so. full rebuild and build mm-hmm. around Wimbanyama, Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons is still pretty young as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a lot of talent there in Portland. I think that if they get Wimbanyama, that could really change things. But... If they get the second pick, I think they got to take Scoot Henderson no matter what, and look to trade Dame again. I just feel like they have to consider their options here. Let's go ahead and turn the sound back on as we get close here, Fachi, to the top four. The first pick goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're gonna win this lottery one day, Fachi. Before I die, one day, and hopefully we have that live reaction still going. Hopefully it's not next year. <laughs>
3: Just because next yeah, year's I draft know. class is supposed to be so bad, but I know, and, and you also feel like we should be a better team next year, yeah. you know, off the bat.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be sad if this was the last time we won the lottery for a while.
3: Yeah, I am ready to start winning. You know, yes. it, it would make things a
4: little fun. For sure, for sure. So uh, All right everybody, this is getting exciting. We're going to see the top 4 revealed. Um Yeah, just a just a bit of a bummer. I could tell Kevin Pritchard did not look happy when they showed that live room. So, I mean, just not getting binyama, I mean, that's what you get for winning a bunch of games in the middle of December. It, it, it's true. And I I won't get over that win at the end of the
3: season over over the Knicks, but but we can't say that that was the one that did it. But there was a couple of wins we definitely did not need that we did, and here we are at seven. Houston, yes. So
4: San let's Antonio,
1: see. Charlotte.
4: Anybody or but Portland.
1: Houston. Joining us once again to announce the order of the top four picks in the NBA draft lottery is Deputy. I prefer Charlotte gets the fourth.
4: Yes. Tate.
2: Thanks again, Malika.
4: Let's see who the it fourth is.
2: Fourth pick in the NBA draft goes to.
4: Charlotte, Charlotte,
3: Charlotte.
2: Come on, give me Charlotte. The Houston Rockets. The Rockets. We wow, picked. we got thirty-two. Yes. yes. Oh, let's the go. Pick belongs to
4: Charlotte. 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 Yeah, Charlotte. 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 Oh Drive. my oh god. Man. If Charlotte gets Wimbenyama, I will oh be ticked. No. The second pick will be made by. i do Charlotte. I don't even want to look. The Charlotte, the Charlotte
2: Hornets. Oh, and
4: that means that oh my the god.
2: In the 2023
4: NBA draft, The Spurs, classic. The
2: San Antonio Spurs. Of
4: course they do. Tim Duncan and now the Victor Wimbanyama. Them San Antonio Spurs, Spurs are the most annoying franchise and franchises. It's in textbook. Like, uh, how do they do it? It's ridiculous, shaker. man. They are the a luckiest franchise of all franchises. They really are. Oh, well, there we go, everybody. The San Antonio Spurs win. Yay. Hey, you know what? We get their pick at 32. So that helps. It helps a lot. It does. So there we go, Faj. We have pick number seven, pick 26, pick 29, pick 32, and pick 55. We're gonna have ourselves a busy offseason. Even though we won't get Victor Wimpanyama, we're gonna have ourselves a lot of stuff to talk about here.
3: No, that we are. And look, you know what? I'm I'm very excited to get pick 32 just based off of how you know Andrew Nemhard was last year at pick 31. It makes you feel like you could still get a very good player. But the ammunition for the Pacers to be able to package, whether it's 26, 29, and 32, I mean, that's that's almost three first-round picks. So anything could happen with that. And I do think that the Pacers have a lot of flexibility to get crafty with moving up in the draft. Maybe they end up just picking seven and, you know, uh, a top 20 pick. But for yeah. me, that that's a, there's a lot of options right there.
4: Yep. Definitely. So there we go. Fachi. man, this is, I really didn't want to see the Spurs win again either, man. This is N- none of the teams really on the final four gave me a great outcome, but you know what? At least we know that he'll be going to a franchise that knows how to take care of superstars. Uh, Tony Parker from France played there for a very long time. So I'm sure that he grew up watching Tony Parker in the Spurs. So I'm sure there's some excitement there. Here he is talking with Brian Winhorse. but man, I just, I'm a, I'm a little bit jealous. I won't lie. I just get so oh. sick and tired. Of the San Antonio Spurs, the most, you know, mid-market luckiest franchise I've seen in sports history.
3: It's like they were dominant since Duncan arrived in 97. So from 97 to what feels like a couple of years ago, they were like the model of the NBA. And they took off a few years, just a couple of years, managed to bottom out. Everybody knew they were going to be awful this year. And it worked. It worked. It worked. They got an absolute generational talent in Victor Wimanyama to add to a team that has, you know, some good young pieces over there. But he's the player that can keep Pop coaching for, for years to come because that's excitement right there for Pop to stick around on when, you know, if they ended up, the Spurs ended up pick four. Who knows if Pop ends up, you know, calling it quits soon or anything. And this is all of a
4: sudden the Spurs are relevant again. Hmm. Absolutely. So there we go, Fachi. Your one tankathon spin was actually the curse. No, I'm just kidding.
3: Oh yeah, right.
4: <laughs> you know, people are gonna throw that in your face. Uh, of course,
3: they're gonna be like, Fachi, watched the lottery." Like, oh, he cursed us. It's like he <laughs>
4: spun the lottery on tankathon and got number one. I knew one it was time, over. Yeah. The oh not. my god. Oh man. So anyway, well, that kind of wraps up this episode. There's our live reaction. Probably not as exciting as last time, just because. It was like uh, we were just at where we were at five last year compared to seven, so like a little bit more anticipation. But for the first time now in five years, you seven doesn't move up. What are the odds? The Pacers are the team Classic. that gets screwed.
3: Classic. The streak's over. All oh, they say all good things must come to an end. I just don't know why it had to end on us. But look, we didn't move back. That's great. I do feel like there are you know seven real good players, maybe not seven great players in this draft. Wasn't going to force a reaction that we didn't mean because it, it was nothing crazy happened. We stayed put. So at seven, at least we know the direction now. And we could start to really figure out who definitely won't be there in the top four or five. But seven feels like it could very much change at any moment. I mean, if you're looking at this this mock draft right now that they have on there, they have Jarris Walker going fifth. He could go anywhere from
4: fourth to seventh, it feels like. I've seen some people have him at 12. I think some people are kind of, a, I just think people are worried about his, his uh, ceiling. I think people yeah. are concerned about it and I understand why they I'm wouldn't be, worried. but yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things where I think he's going to be a player that can come in and, and hoop right away. But yeah, I mean, I feel like one thing you're going to have to remember is a lot of these kids are going to feel like they've got a chip on their shoulder because when was the prize and they've been kind of overshadowed by his presence and now they're going to want to come in there and make a name for themselves. So let's see what happens. But with that being said, we've obviously got Lakers-Denver coming up. So, Bach, I'll let you go watch that game. We're going to go ahead and call it a night. But if you don't know already, we're going to be doing a mock draft. with. uh, We're going to go through picks 32 since we have uh, pick 32 now. So we'll be doing a part one, the first 16 picks, and the last uh, 16 picks on Thursday and Friday with two excellent draft guests. So you guys are really going to enjoy that. So, Not the best odds, not the worst odds. We got exactly what we thought we might get all along, and that was no change. So that's better than losing and falling back, Foch. That's all I can say. And if you want to say anything else before we sign off, please do, because I feel like I'm rambling now.
3: I'll just say, look, there was a scenario that we could have fell back and lost pick 32. So this is not the worst of situations. It wasn't the best of situations, but things stayed the course. And you know what? It's going to be a very exciting offseason. Arguably the most exciting offseason we've seen in years, maybe ever.
4: Do the Pacers trade pick number seven?
3: I don't know, but I can't say that they don't. Because what if there is an opportunity? I mean, if you're Portland and you're picking fourth and you want to rack up some assets or whatever, is there a scenario where they move from four down to seven, accumulate picks 26, 29, 32, and a player?
2: You know what player though?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it it could be, it could be multiple players. It depends what they want to do, but I do think that Portland, at four, will be taking a lot of calls.
4: Yeah, you're probably right. I think it's going to be interesting to see the Pacers decide, hey, maybe we can find a player that helps us right away, instead of taking a player here at pick seven. But I don't know. I I feel like at seven, if Taylor Hendricks is on the board and the other guys that I like above him maybe are off, maybe he's the guy they take at seven. I know there's some people that have some questions about him, but some people really like him, too. So... I just think the Pacers being at seven, this is a what did Kevin Pritchard say? Usually it's an eight person deep draft almost every year, seven person draft every year. They're at seven, so they've got the they got the spot they needed to be in, even though it wasn't the best outcome. But thought you go ahead and let people know where they can find us out on social.
3: Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at Setting the Pace Three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore facci. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook, Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok, Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube.
4: Go to slash Setting the Pace, of Pacers podcast, where this live reaction video will be available for you. So check that out. And if you're not already, subscribe to our Substack at Setting the Pace podcast. And Faji, if you're excited for the upcoming offseason for the Indiana Pacers, then hit me with those three words. Let's go, Pacers! Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team, we gon' need a mop. Smooth.
0: baby. <laughs>